Okay, hello everybody and welcome to today's podcast. Today it's our pleasure to talk to Susie Wilkinson from FESB UK. Hello Susie. Hello, how are you? I'm good, I'm okay. Yep, good, all, good. Ready, all ready for action soon, next week. Yeah. Yeah, oh yes, it's upon us. It is. FESPA Global Expo starts next Tuesday. And we're going to chat about more about that a little bit later on. But first, um, can you tell us more about FESPA UK, the association, how it works, etc.? Yeah, so uh, we are the UK-based association of FESPA. Um, and we're basically here to support... Um, printers and, and printers in the print industry um, in the UK. Um, we tend to do this by uh, providing conferences um, and shows uh, that are beneficial to the industry, um, all based in the UK. Um, and they can range from textile, corrugated, um, industrial, signage. So we do try and service quite a, a range of um the industry uh, as a general so we generally tend to say it's everything but paper that we cover i guess uh, that's a reflection of how the industry's changed over the years as well isn't it with digital disruption yeah i think um, i mean i I've, I've been with uh, fespa for 2 years now and we did have the odd uh, paper printer on uh, when i joined but they they just you know they need such a different um service than what the other people do and a lot of I mean you still get newspaper print and that sort of thing but a lot of it's just digital and and done so quickly now that I think they're struggling to to keep up really yeah um so yeah so we, we hold shows conferences um we also have um members benefits um like um R&D tax credit specialists um HR and legal support and we try and support our members um, on marketing and social media as well. That's good. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've, tend, I've, I've found that uh, not a lot of people in um, our industry were aware of what they can achieve with social media. Yeah. Uh, and so I think to, to give them a little bit of a nudge and a bit of support, it doesn't take us a lot of time, but it can really help their businesses grow. And we've, we've found that it's, it's helped quite a lot of people. So I think that's, yeah. that's true because every business now has to have an online presence and quite often they're judged by their online presence, aren't they? But manufacturers yeah. and printers are, are just that. They, you know, all com lots of companies are different, but um, especially some of the smaller ones wouldn't, just don't know where to start at the beginning of that journey, do they? No, no, and I think it can be really daunting to try and set up a LinkedIn page when you look at people like um, you know yourself or me who have got thousands of people that follow us yeah. or, or, or we're linked in with. That can be quite a daunting process for a small business, but it's not about the, the amount of followers. It's about the people that will benefit them and it's, it's helping them understand what market that they need to get to so it is yeah engaging with the right audience <clears throat> yeah exactly so yeah. it's no point in getting a window cleaner if you're selling wallpaper yeah. so yeah you're yeah. right you, you see that so often especially on instagram don't you people have yeah. hundreds of thousands of followers but how they got them is quite questionable and it's yeah. really about the quality of that database isn't it and making yeah, it connected yeah. to the people with whom you can do business yeah and who are interested in what you're saying because you can put two or three posts out a week, but if nobody's liking them, if nobody's reading them, you're wasting your time. Yeah, yeah. And you, mm. do, so you do lots of social media interaction on behalf of your members, then. 
Yeah, we we can send e shops out if they want if they've got a product or an award or something that they want to advertise. We send that to our database um, as in a bit of an information thing. But we also I say to my members if you've got something that you want to share, tell me and I'll share it and I'll get our board members to share it. And if it's relevant, you know we can ask our contacts at Festival Limited to share it. So it's not just one business sharing. It's not just Festival UK. It can be four of the board members or a couple from FESPA. So it actually goes out to a really wide audience that they probably wouldn't have access to if it wasn't through FESPA UK. Yeah, that's right. And I guess it's all about having access to some of those members too that can help you with different projects or contracts, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think as well, from the global point of view, I mean, it's we are FESPA UK, but... Uh, if you've got somebody who wants to do business in Spain or, you know, we know those people, we know those contacts in the associations in those countries. Um, and we've just helped someone facil- facilitate something in um, in Finland, you know, to try and help produce their products over there or get a sign done. Or, and it, it's quite a, a large community when you look at it and it's, and it's worldwide. Yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. And I guess with digitisation as well, the, the technology is similar worldwide too the applications are different and the end users yeah. sometimes are different but um yeah the, we're utilizing the same technology so like you say it's sometimes no it's just as simple as sending a file and, yeah you know and specifying the substrate yeah i mean you go to the global expo like in munich and it's not just one country there you know they're from all over the world and you walk around and actually they have the different countries, but they do have similar machines, similar techniques, maybe different ideas or different processing ideas. Yeah. But it's yeah. all a, a general, and, it, and it's it's all worldwide. It's not just oh, this country's doing this and this country's doing that. And uh, you know, they sort of bounce off each other a little bit, looking at the different technologies. I think, and, and that's yeah, great. De- yeah, definitely. And they all specialise to their own sectors, don't they? Because all all countries yeah. require slightly different product specifications on some occasions on some occasions. So um it's yeah. it's great to be able to have that have access to that network and be able to ask those questions too. Yeah, definitely. I mean I mean just looking at signage, you've got the difference from a UK sign to a difference from you know an Australian one where they've got a lot more sunshine, a lot more light, we've got a lot more bad weather. Those signs have to have different effects and different weather conditions that they have to to live in almost so it's it's different techniques isn't it to try and uh, balance it out between the different environments which again getting to getting together at the expo especially on the the club stand you can discuss those oh we're having trouble with this or we're and you're talking to different people with different ideas all the time and it's it's about that network that's great Um, so on the hub stand everyone can get together have coffee and as you say network in one location within the exhibition Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the the FESPA club stand is huge for our members. Um, they It's somewhere that you can just get out of, of walking around, out of the hustle and just sit down and maybe take a client with you on there and have a coffee and just, just get out of the, the madness of the show and just sit down and have, you know, half an hour breathing space really or time to chat and take in what you've seen and it's a it's a really good and you know you never know who you're going to see on there um you can be sat talking to someone that you've been trying to get in contact with for the last six months and they're all of a sudden sat with us on the stand so yeah exactly. it's, a good, it's a good networking opportunity for people and like i say it's a good way to get out from the the madness of the show really 
Well, yeah, commerce is so much about face-to-face relationships, isn't it, really? As you say, it is about direct conversations. Yeah, and I think, you know, for me, the internet has killed a lot of that. And and what we're trying to do at Festival UK is make it a community so that people come to networking events to actually network, to speak to people, have a coffee and and learn from each other. Because I think it's so easy to drop someone an email and it's it's very impersonal, you know. You, you get so much more out of people in that relaxed environment um, where you're not trying to do a pitch to them or, you know, it, it, it's just so much nicer to to sit and chat. And we've got to get back to that as, a, as an industry. We've got to get back to talking to each other. Yeah, I think you're right. You can learn so much from a face-to-face, can't you? You get a real feel and a flavour for the companies that you're dealing with. Yeah, and I think people buy into people, don't they? You know, yeah, you could they invest think, in people, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, oh, I don't like that company. But then you start talking to the MD of it and you think, oh, God, actually, he's really genuine bro- bloke. And that opinion can be completely switched on its head just over a coffee. You can't do that via an email. No, you're right. And equally, that, that opinion can be judged from a poor website as well, can't it? You get oh, a, re- a really bad impression of a company by you know just the, the regularity with which they update their website and the whole visual presentation of it. We're, we live in such a visual world that, yeah. Um, yeah, that face-to-face is becoming so important. It's great. It's really good. Yeah. So we caught up recently, didn't we? We did. We yeah. did. You did. You were our saviour. <laughs> not been called that for a while <laughs> yeah well, you hosted the um digital textile conference which was called passion for print is that correct yeah. remembered yes. that remembered that correctly so yeah <laughs> so so tell us how that came about it's the second edition wasn't it yeah so uh, last year we did a general uh, textile conference based in uh, the textile center of excellence at huddersfield and we had a fantastic response for that. Um, but that was, I felt it was very general. So it covered garment printing, it covered interior, it covered the technologies. And it was a, it was a great all-rounder. Um, and off the back of that, we had several people asking us to do another one. Um, and we decided to sort of try and focus it more on interior print and design um, and, and try and focus the speakers more on that. So... Um, maybe look at a garment one in, in the future, but try and really give someone that that area that, that people from that industry will will benefit from, really. Yeah. Um, so that's what we did. Um, and we looked for a new venue, which was Hatfield House, which was just stunning. Um, I think, actually, it was you that said in Huddersfield <laughs> that the light wasn't so good. And when I was looking for the venue, I had that in the back of my mind that, textiles are very visual and the colors on them can be amazing you've got to have that light to show off the slides on the presentation so i I did try and find somewhere with a obviously it had a big glass roof which was great for the color um it was a great venue yeah it was a good venue i think it was it was and it was a sellout event wasn't it as well which is fantastic for you it was it was yeah i don't I'm always frightened that we've, you know, we've done it twice now and we've sold out twice. You know, what's the next one going to gonna bring? You sort of try and better yourself every time, don't you? But me and Carol had some sleepless nights over that, but it, it paid off and we really got some good feedback from the, from the delegates. And actually, you know, a couple of the sponsors have said, when you're ready to do it again, let us know and we'll re-sponsor you. So we've already got that that support for if we do do another one it won't be next year but maybe the year after if we do do another one so it just shows you the interest in textiles doesn't it yeah yeah oh yeah yeah you know it is huge and 
you know, the contrast between the two textiles, whereas there was a general one uh, that covered, you know, like I say, technologies and that sort of thing. And then this one, the colours and, um, you know, the design and the passion that's there, it's unbelievable. And I think there's two very different sides to the textile. And that's what I got from this conference, because you'd got, you know, the fast paced digital print it now, change it again tomorrow sort of environment. And then on the other hand, you'd got people like Annette Taylor-Anderson and Alyssa who were designing, um, bespoke. you know, art, bespoke art, yeah, yeah, that would be in people's homes for years. Yeah. Um, and so there's two very different sides there, isn't there, isn't there to the, the industry? I think I think that's true, yeah. I think the, text, well, the textile industry is vast, it's huge. Um, mm. And it obviously, it's, it's been established for hundreds and hundreds of years, but within it, there are so many depths of micro microclimates, really. Yeah. So many, yeah. so many sectors within textiles, and all of them have their own specifications. So I think you're absolutely right to start to make them more specialised, because at the end of the day, you want to, if you're giving a day out of your time to visit a conference, you want it to be relevant to you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and as you say, when it's more general, there'll be you know the odd half an hour here or forty-five minutes that someone's thinking, oh, that's not kind of that's not for me. But when it's about your sector of the industry and interiors, you know, you get you hold everybody's attention, and it was so yeah. so well attended, and it was very engaged as well. We had some really great, didn't we? Some really great conversations yeah. going round the room. Yeah, throughout the presentations, throughout the debates going on. Yeah, I like that though. I, I I don't. Some people don't like that, but I actually think it's great when people stop, especially the speakers, and stop and like just just really answer questions right at that minute because yeah, when that's done, so often if it's not at the other end, people have lost interest or they've lost confidence. They won't put the hand up. They won't ask yeah. ask the questions. So it's it's so great that it was so engaging. Yeah, it is, and it's like you say, it's great to hear that that banter between the the two and the yeah. speaker and then someone else has got an opinion on what someone else has asked and to actually hear from the people who work in the industry as well and say well actually no we didn't have that problem for that reason we had it and it it sort of opens it up to everybody doesn't it to take yeah. part and yeah it does yeah. that makes a great show and the speakers themselves are the ones who um actually invite that that to happen which was which was brilliant um i think you know as well what was really nice was the running theme through all the presentations was sustainability and, you know, a real responsibility for what we're producing and how we're producing it. Um, and I think most of the presentations touched on that um, and showed a real thought for for how it affected the, the global footprint, really, of, of the, the industry. Everybody. Yeah. Mm. However, yeah, however large or small their businesses are, has to take sustainability seriously because that's what the consumers demand moving yeah. forward, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. right. I mean, you you look at these huge design companies now and, and brands that are actually saying, you know, we're not going to use that printer if they don't do X, Y, and Z. And you've got so many celebrities. I mean, like in your presentation, you've got so many celebrities that are actually endorsing it as well that people are actually oh, actually, we should think about that and we should... And it was an underlying theme throughout. And I know Eric from DuPont actually covered it in quite a lot of detail, um, his um, presentation. It was a great presentation. Yeah, and his was about sustainability. But I think it's really refreshing to see that everybody had taken into account that that was a huge 
um, issue at the moment. So I think I think the the industry as well is very aware of the the future of transparency within the supply chain. Yeah. Um, and as we move forward to industry four and automation, really transparency is is going to be key, and there will be a whole. It's due diligence almost really done on every single product. So people want to know, where did that come from? Is it of sustainable origin? Are those inks green? Is it Ocutex certified? People actually, yeah. and the consumers are actually asking, the consumers with the print service providers, people actually commissioning print are asking those questions because the clients that they're selling onto need to have that clarity. Um, yeah. And you see that represented throughout the entire industry now. As um, it used to be an undertone, it's definitely not an undertone anymore. It's the sheer say it's a main topic. Yeah, it is. And like like you say, you, you've got the ink providers there who are probably one of the biggest culprits for you know not being sustainable and having sort of nasty things in the inks. And so many of them now are actually you know water based or trying to go away from UV or you know it's it's. They, they, they're almost, to, to stay in the market, having to adapt to that. Um, and like That's the neo true. The, yeah. the neopigment inks from Corner, you know, you can see that they say on their adverts, oh, you can put it on a baby's skin and it won't do any damage and it won't. And I think they, they haven't got a choice now. They've got to do it to stay in the market and to be, yeah. um, to have a future. Yeah, I think all of us want to do it too, don't we? Every single yeah. person. I mean, when you look at the R&D projects of huge companies like DuPont you know this this work yeah. didn't start this year this work started years ago years yeah. ago and I think there's also a lot of sustainable practice goes on in the industry but people didn't necessarily talk about it before no they didn't and I think they didn't cotton on that actually it's quite a good marketing technique yeah um it's a great you know it's great to sort of shout about it and so where they were producing these things they didn't um they're just catching on now with obviously, you know, David Attenborough and the turtles and loads of plastic in the sea. It's like, oh, hang on a minute, actually, you know, this is a something that will yeah. stand but us it, above the best. But it's it, yeah, it's really important because in order to have sustainable supply at the far end, you've got to start with green products, and yeah. you know that takes a lot of a lot of research and development, an awful lot of money as well, and it does take time. So you have to have alternatives alternative chemistry that can still provide the specification that the end user requires when the product's sold yeah so you know it's, it's kind of people say you know you have to take all the strip various chemicals and things out of things but then if you if you do that you're not going to have um, a product necessarily that the client is going to be happy with so it has taken time for yeah. the, the chemists and scientists and all the great brains out there to actually be able to provide these products uh, which is you know fantastic really is yeah yeah it really is it's the way we should be going really isn't it so it, is, it was yeah. nice to see that that in the in the uh, conference definitely and talking to uh, Mitesh from Premier Textiles as well they've got a whole yeah. new range of um, organically bleached cottons and yeah. recycled polyesters you know if the industry is going to switch which it is you know the industry also has to have access to materials that it needs to fulfill sustainable supply and what we can see from within our industry for anybody that's listening is, is you know that is happening it's um, yeah yeah at whatever scale so you know for example with digital um, textiles from premier 
their, their service is fantastic because a small print service provider can buy 25, 50 meters. They don't have to buy yeah. 500 or 1,000. And that's so important because it unlocks the market. It really does. And I mean, Premier have been members of ours for years and they're a really forward thinking company and and they listen to what people want. Mm. Like you say, you know, they're not frightened to service the smaller businesses that just want 10 meters or whatever. I've got right up to the big the big boys, you know, they're, they're a great company and they really care about what they do and what they're producing as well. Um, so it was great to have Matesh there to actually sort of fly the flag for the textiles because people do t generally tend to think ink, water waste, that sort of thing. But the textiles itself has so much to do with it, doesn't it? And marrying that up with those inks so that they all take properly and don't wash out. And it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it was, Mitesh is, is fantastic. He, and he doesn't half doubt himself in his presentations, but he's absolutely brilliant. And he comes across so well. Yeah, he is a bank of knowledge. He is, yeah, he is. And he, yeah. oh, I'm not a public speaker, but when you start listening to him, you just, you would just want to listen and listen. It's great. Well, he, he, he was, yeah, he, he, the audience were very well engaged and he was towards the end of the afternoon as well, which is always he's, difficult for a speaker. Yeah, he had the last slot blessing, but oh, was he it really, one? yeah, he did, <laughs> and he really held everybody um, and held their attention, and yeah, he did really well. So no, yeah. it's great, it's good. Uh, they have some really amazing products, and we're using quite a lot of those. That to, well, they're actually the main sponsor for Printmate Wear and Printerias too. So we've used lots of the organics and recycled products uh, within the showcases next week. So that's going to be exciting. I'm so looking forward to seeing uh, Printmate Wear and Printerias this year. I mean, when you walked into Berlin last year, all the stuff that was in the foyer and you know, because we're so busy all week, we didn't actually get to go down and have a proper look until yeah. a Friday morning when we were like, airport kit on. And you just stand there and you think, oh, it was it was so fantastic. I'm so excited to see what you've done this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope you don't disappoint. Um, I don't think you will. I don't think you will. And, and yeah, I we've, got the, some, we've had some brilliant collaborations, some <laughs> fantastic collaborations. We've got neon wallpaper. We've got all sorts of stuff. Oh it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, no, it's, it's really great. Tell me, there's a couple of other people. There's one pres two presentations I missed, actually, at the um, the conference. One was Kate Hills from, yes. from Make It Britain. Can you tell me a little bit more about what, what Kate had to say about the textile market? Yeah, so Kate basically did a... She went right back to uh, where she you know, set off and how she, why she does what she does. And she's obviously worked for a lot of huge brands, you know, Burberry. And she was just fed up of seeing the small British people getting overlooked by, you know, international people coming in and doing it cheaper. And she's a real advocate of everything made in Britain, really. So, um, you know, she sort of looked at how her business developed and why she's doing what she's doing. Um, and gave us a, a real great market overview of where the textile market's going, what challenges it's facing with Brexit, horrible word I know, but, uh, you know, with Brexit and, and, and how it's going to affect everybody. And uh, it was a really good insight into that, um, sort of what to expect over the next 12 to 18 months. And also where we've been and where we've come from and how things have changed and... Um, and how it's affected the market. So it was, yeah, it was, it was a great. I was really, I really wanted to get Kate on because I did think, you know, she's so passionate about everything made in Britain that it, I just thought it would be a great overview for people to get from the British market. 
Um, Definitely. And, and so important right now with so many companies reshoring as well, because obviously yeah. with the sustainability agenda too, you've got a lot of um, a lot of growth in UK manufacturing, especially in print and sewing. Um, and I speak to people all the time who are looking for UK manufacturing, sometimes not necessarily for the massive runs. Those are still going out to the Far East, but um, definitely for the short scale repeat productions, they need to look closer to home because they, they don't have the time and they don't want, yeah. nor do they want to pay the time or the courage, really. Um, and they want to be able to switch supply and demand on and off just in time, yeah. really. So yeah, we've put huge growth predicted for the UK textiles, and the, you know the same for Europe too. So it's it's um, it's a good yeah business is going to grow. I, I was talking to Kate on the night on the evening, the networking dinner that before, and you know she's she's got a really good point that yes, the market's growing, and you know we need to keep everything in Britain, but what we need to do is invest in the education of, of bringing these people through the ranks. Because, you know, you've got Joan who's been a seamstress since 19 dot. Yeah. You know, she's not going to be out forever. And who's going to take up that position to, to carry on with this British production? And if we don't start shouting about what we do and shouting about what we produce and actually getting those young minds interested, yeah. because all they see is, oh, we'll be a designer and we'll sit in front of a screen and we'll... We'll do interior design and web design, but there's so much more to the industry than that. And if we don't invest in helping educate and, and helping get people into these, you know, seamstress positions or, or you know, this sort of thing, we're going to be stuck in a yeah, huge... So, yes, sewing's a huge issue, a huge, huge issue to get good, qualified sewing staff locally. And uh, for many businesses, also, all, almost have to be careful where they locate to make sure that they get the labour force force for hemming, particularly. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. It's, I mean, the Textile Centre of Excellence offers, you know, fantastic sewing courses and hemming and seaming, and it, you know they can't get people to to take them on. And it, we've got to get people, in, and it's interested in it, and it's like designing the print as well. You know, you sit a student in front of a computer and they design a uh, you know, a pattern, but they have no idea how that will then transfer onto the product that they're designing it for. Absolutely. What size that's for? How is it gonna? Is it gonna shrink? Is it gonna? You know, they don't. They're not taught that in college. Exactly. So unless we get them out into these environments and see, right, you've just designed that, and it's now going to be ten foot up on the wall. How is that going to pixelate? How is that going to do? They're not going to be interested in it because they can't see that um, finalized uh, product. Totally agree with you. Yes, you're talking uh, my language. I've been banging him on about that for a long time, haven't I? <laughs> it is. I mean, yeah. the, the perfect example is just going off topic, but we had our brochures done by Barnsley College because we wanted to give them that experience. And we said, you can follow it through, design them, follow it through to the print. And the, the teachers themselves had no idea of of how what that was going to be asked to do on the other end they just said right that's the design program and that's what you put it on and that and we were asking them questions and even the, the teachers themselves didn't understand the difference between the substrates or you know what that color was going to do or what that it, and it was frightening i think that's also because in the past depending where you were within an organization you wouldn't necessarily get to make a decision about the substrate or a color yeah, uh, but but in the from the design and for pre-press for print that has changed so much with digital technologies. You now yeah. have the designer um, 
whose responsibilities have grown massively and and because of that their knowledge base has to grow equally and you're totally right within the education center i think as an industry we have a responsibility to help the education center by um by doing guest lectures etc etc and giving them giving them the background knowledge that they need from deep within the industry because you're not you're not going to get it from a textbook you only get that 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 knowledge from experience from years of experience having had issues problems successes failures all of the things that we've all done over the years and you share those stories um, yeah and hopefully and i think also as well you inspire people to join the print community you inspire people to come into print designers to have no idea what goes on beyond the realms of a computer i think sometimes yeah fortunately when they leave university and so many of them are so talented but fall yeah. by the wayside because they can't get the experience that they need to move on yeah, and I mean, you take them to a, a factory that's printing, you know, for example, dye sublimation, and you see the colour going in one side and then coming out, and they think, oh, God, that's dull, and comes out the other side, and you're like, oh, my God, that's how's that happened? Or you walk in and you've got a wide-format printer at five metres, and you, all of a sudden they're like, oh, my goodness, I didn't know that existed. How does that work? Yeah. And if you can take them into those places and just give them that that insight into how it works... I mean, like I said, two years I've been in this industry and the things and places that I've been and seen, you walk in and you're like, oh, oh, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. You get, is... yeah have a, a real respect, don't you, for what, goes yeah. into, for what goes into it when you walk into a factory. Yeah, you become a real geek though as well. It's like you walk past you like, that screen printed, that's digital printed, that's, and you know, <laughs> how's that sign being printed? And you all of a sudden turn into this real geek of going in and you're look, stood looking at a bra and you're not looking at how, it, how it's made or anything. You're looking at, how's that? pattern gone on there and no, you're absolutely really right yeah. I'm still happiest um, I had the um, we were invited up to, with the FESPA team actually to Stanford and Barracks recently and I'm going to write a blog post about that yeah. um, oh I was like a kid in a sweet shop I just I just had the most wonderful day just in the, just yeah. within manufacturing again right from the beginning from prep finishing printing printing both analog printing digital through to finishing and so manufacture incredible journey for one yeah. product and you know the end user doesn't have to be aware of all of that but anyone designing or wanting to come into our industry yeah. these are really inspiring stories and it's you know more video we should do etc cetera, etc cetera, and really encourage people to get get into our industry because you know once you're in as you are you're hooked already to oh in. yeah yeah <laughs> honestly it just takes over your life it's fantastic i mean we i went to ra smart and you yeah. know they're one of the last people to weave their own silk and just to go in and see that process and how the how, you know it's dyed and it's made and it's, and then obviously they've got these beautiful ties and it, that you show a student that and they have got to be impressed. Yeah. They've got yeah. to be. It's yeah. just it's fantastic. Yeah, it takes it takes a lot of effort, but it's got to be done. It has yeah. to be done. We do have to engage all of us at whatever level. Have to engage more and more, and I, I try and do that every day, as you know. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah it's a big part of what I try to do, because I yeah. think as um, I always remember how I was helped, and I always remember who helped me in my early days when I was learning in the industry, and I think as you get older, you just think, well, it's payback. You know, if I hadn't had that mentor, probably three or four different mentors over the years, I wouldn't be where I am now, and I wouldn't know what I know now. Um, yeah, exactly. 
Like, and the thing is as well, it's such a friendly industry, you know. People have opened their doors to me and, and spent, you know, a lot of their own precious time explaining what machines do, explaining what they're doing. And, you know, it's not a... It's not an industry that won't open its doors to people if you ask. It, they are more than happy to tell you Absolutely. and you go around. And I think the more we ask, the pe- the more people will learn because people are happy to show people what they will do. So, Absolutely. To- I to- totally agree with you. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have to carry on this conversation. Yeah. Definitely, glass of wine. <laughs> yeah. Need to carry. Yeah, how how we educate the next generation? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, we have to work together. Everybody has to work together to do it. Definitely. Yeah, and I think it's it's a must. It, it, we've got to focus on that. Yeah, we a do. A lot more. We do definitely. So you're off to Munich next week. What's yeah. um? So that's going to keep you busy for for ten days. What's Vespa UK got on the um, on the agenda beyond Munich? Yeah, so when we get back from Munich, we're straight into the um, UK Corrugated and Print Show, uh, which we are co-hosting with the UK Sheep Plant Association. Okay. Uh, so we sort of had a chat with them and, and decided that there was a real gap between the corrugated uh, manufacturers and digital print. Um, and what we're trying to do is to bridge that gap and sort of show the corrugated what the digital printers can now do and show the digital printers what's available in the corrugated world and try and produce a a tiny show um, to actually show off the machinery and and get people talking again, get people sharing and talking and say, well, you know, we can't do that. Oh, well, yes, you can with this machine. And and it's a great opportunity. Like it's UK based. you know, people are so used to jetting off to Munich or, you know, Brazil or wherever. But we it, it, we just wanted to bring something that was at home and that was quite, It's like I say, it's quite small. We've had some great support from Vesper and some of the others. But, yeah, it's it's going to be a really exciting uh, time, really, because if it works, then it's something that we could maybe look at get, uh, doing again in the future. And, um, yeah, okay, we've that- got got a great gala dinner as well so with some great liverpool comedians so that'll be (laughs) that'll be a good evening but it's that's you know that's how business is done sometimes isn't it you know it's all about the shared experience it's all about experts coming together and as you say bringing in expert speakers from the various sectors within our digital industries um in one room sharing their experiences with people who are experts or um, are, are very willing and eager to learn and everybody yeah. will share their experiences in that kind of relaxed format. Yeah, I mean, on the third, it runs over two days. So the 24th is a half day. But on that half, that Monday, we've got a digital panel. So it's going to be like an open forum, whereas we've got some really big companies in the corrugating and digital world. So you've got um, Swanline, Smurfit Kappa, um, CPAC and they're all there to to answer questions and sort of bounce off each other um, ESCO um, oh, and yeah. then the second day we've got sort of a breakout area whereas we've got maybe three or four speakers talking at different times that people can just drop into and listen if it's a topic that they find interesting um, so there will be some good content there it's not just going to be a case of um, there's the machines and that's your day there'll be a, a nice flow of content from um, and Susie just to make it clear all of your conferences are open to non-members as well aren't they yes yeah I mean the yeah we invite everybody I mean we do like to try and focus on areas that support our FESPA membership but at the end of the day if 
we get another member from it, great. If if Joe blogs from the public comes along and gets something from it that helps their business, that's what it's about. It's about supporting the industry as a whole, um, not just our members. Oh, that's great. That's really interesting. That's that's. I think. Gosh, I've taken up so much of your time. <laughs> Do we just? This is just us, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we were only going to chat for twenty minutes. I'm so sorry. No, don't no, It's not a problem. It's not a problem. So. Oh, yeah. Susie, that's great. So tell us just very, very quickly before we before we finish, um, how do businesses find out more about FESPI UK? Uh, I think probably the easiest way would be go to the website. It's www.fespiuk.com. Um, all our events are on there, contact details, um, any questions, just give me a ring. Our number's on there and we can, we can answer any questions you've got. Okay, that's great. And you guys will be in the club lounge, is that right, at FESPI Munich? Yeah, we'll be in the club ra- club lounge uh, all week, and I believe I made a note actually of the stand number. It's uh, Hall B four stand K eighty. Cool, that's great. Oh, Susie, thank you so much for your time. No problems. Thank you ever so much, and I shall see you next week. Yeah, I look forward to catching up with you soon and um, making some plans. Speak yeah. soon. All right. Speak soon. Thanks, Debbie. Take no care. No worries. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.